0: Welcome to Sunday Morning Show. We're excited to have you here. We have a great show. We have some of our returning heroes from last week and some new ones this week along with their aliases. So we'll find out what we should call them going forward.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a pretty phenomenal day, don't you think? It is. So last week we talked about how superheroes, their origin stories were specifically created for them by the creator. And so that also involves you, and we discussed that a little bit, and today we're gonna to talk about a little bit something
0: more of that. Yeah, a little bit more about heroes as well. But last week, if you remembered, if you watched the game, we played a Superman Kryptonite game, and although Maba thought that Superman's weakness was that he had a peanut allergy. Yep. It was really not peanuts. It was really kryptonite. Spell so that. We, yeah, if you can spell kryptonite, that's awesome. If not, do your best because we're going to give you a chance to win some kryptonite that Hey-o. we will hand deliver to your home. So if you want this in the chat, say, give me that kryptonite. Go get it. Write that in, in the chat, right now. We'll do a drawing before we finish today to see who wins the kryptonite, and we'll be by to deliver it to your house. I think we already have a winner. I, we may already have a winner. If so. they st- and I'm not even going to count if they don't spell it right. We'll just, if it's close. <laughs> yeah,
1: just if it's close.
0: If it's close. Yeah. So today we're continuing the story of heroes, and we're talking about how heroes not only embrace who God made them to be, but heroes also help those people that are in front of them. Not in front of them in line, but just in front in their view that they can see. They help those around them. They see a need and they feel a need. Yep. So we're getting ready to meet some of those heroes right now. So hold on. We're bringing them to the stage. Let's check them out. And now for your superheroes of the day. We're just going to call out their aliases. If you know their real name and who they really are, feel free to put that in the chat. So the first one is the Raccoon Lord. The next one is the Pigeon Princess. Don't be shocked. When you get a load of this next one, it's the Masculine Mermaid. It's a big animal with a small cape. The Blue Buffalo Superhero, known as Agent Eater. Heroes, in addition to being here, we love to play games with our guests. So, y'all ready for a game? All right, so let's move right over here, heroes. We got a good game for you, because this will be a cup stacking game. So, if you come over here, we need... Um, Let's, let's get the, uh, the Blue Buffalo and the Raccoon Lord on one team. And then on the other team, uh, air high fives. Okay, so we have to determine between your groups, we need one person that can volunteer to be the stacker. Okay, so, so I need the stacker to stand right here. Stacker on this team, stand right here. Blue, blue is blue, that's good. Blue Buffalo, you got the blue cups. It's really easy. Uh, To make it good for you, we've got a couple things that are really important. I think it's important. Superheroes a lot of times have gloves. So superheroes have gloves. So I've gotten you some gloves to put on as part of your superhero. Let's stick with the blue. Sorry I couldn't find uh, red to match the cup, so we got yellow. But those are very special gloves because those are, I believe the exact description is, latex fashion gloves. So we got latex fashion gloves, and for our stackers, the other thing to make this really special as superheroes to protect yourself, we've got a special mask for you to really protect yourself from the cups. So uh, for the blue team, we'll go blue again, and you've got red to match the red cups. So you are going to be taking the cups that are there and stacking them as high as you can and your superhero teammates are there to instruct you and help you stack the cups. Okay. Thank you for not revealing your identity, Blue Buffalo. So, just edge up to the table where you can fill the table. Okay. And we're gonna go for we're gonna go for 60 seconds. See how high you can stack the cups, and they can't be stacked like they are right there. You know what I'm saying? Take it off and stack them on top of each other and build them as high as you can. You got 60 seconds. And on your marks, on your pyramid style, on your marks, get set, go. Very nice, very nice. We got some good, look at that. We got some good communication going. We got 45 seconds. I think the blue buffalo has done this before maybe. Look at that. Look at that. Doing good, doing good, doing good. Very nice. We got 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Right. Pretty close. Pretty close. Good communication by the heroes. We got 15 seconds. Nice. We got 10, 11, nice, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and we have a winner, we down two, if you watch the video back though, and both of them were 3 to 4 to 5 levels high, really good, it got a little bit tense there. If I hadn't counted down, they both would have been really good. But great job, Heroes. Excellent job. Let's move back to the stage. Tonight, I appreciate Heroes uh, taking the time out of your busy saving the world schedule to be here. And so I want to go ahead and give you the liberty if you want to. We already had people guess who you are. You can either leave your mask on or you could take the mask off now if you choose to and re- reveal your identity. It doesn't matter to me. Either way, whatever you're most comfortable with is fine but we are talking about heroes which you are all very familiar with so um let's talk about some of that
1: jesus of course did save the entire world but he didn't do just that he also showed heroic love and kindness on what his last night before jesus was arrested and sentenced to his death there is a conversation he had with his disciples which is john 13:1 through 17 it was just before the passover festival
2: Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their b- whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he
3: knew who was going to betray him, and that is why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on their, his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? he asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set for you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them.
0: So Brenna, we talked earlier about this, the fact that this was revolutionary for a couple of different reasons what Jesus did for his disciples.
1: Okay so first of all uh, the disciples feet were absolutely disgusting they've been walking in dirt all day animal droppings everything disgusting absolutely not sanitary and Jesus wasn't just a friend he was a teacher their mentor and he took the role of serving them and washing their feet. Second of all Washing his disciples' feet was his way of showing that he cared for them, that he's serving them, and that he will teach them something in the near future. Even before his greatest acts of self-love, which we all know is dying on the cross, Jesus modeled one of the smaller scale by washing the disciples' feet.
0: Okay, so what if I told you that I had a basin of water, and I was ready to wash all of your feet, and I asked you to take off your shoes? First thought that comes to your mind.
1: Get to washing.
0: Okay, so some people wouldn't mind. First thought that comes to your mind, Brenna.
1: Oof, yikes. (laughs) Doesn't sound good.
0: No? Which part of it?
1: Well, um, these shoes have been on for a while. Might not smell too great. And I don't necessarily want someone's hands on my foot either. So all the way
0: around, it doesn't sound like a good idea. Phoebe, how about you?
1: Um, I hate feet.
0: I I mean, raccoon lord, I'm sorry
2: wow you just exposed I her i did i did both supposed to be twice
0: actually <laughs> so sorry i blew it your cover's blown you'll have to change names because no one else could tell with the mask on so so you wouldn't be in for it either
3: um no i i have self-diagnosed myself with podophobia
0: okay fear of feet yes okay very nice i was i was i was up on that i was following you Raccoon Lord does not like feet. Okay, very good. So let's let's talk about another story now in the Bible or a couple more verses about how Jesus um, said something else to his disciples that same night. So we're going to have some more heroes tell us that story. As you can see, we're joined up up here on stage by a few more of your favorite heroes. We've got the, the blue buffalo up here. Thanks for being here the pigeon princess, and the uh, either, either uh, agent Ar- Eater, or maybe the cousin agent, uh, Aardvark, one of the two, uh, take your pick. So I'll give you the same opportunities that I gave the first group. If you want to, to let everybody know your true identity and take off your mask, you're welcome to. If you don't, you want to protect your anonymity, then keep the mask on and we're good. But continuing with our story, we're talking about how Jesus had just... Talk to the disciples about he had just washed, actually washed their feet. Jackson, thoughts on that? You, would you be happy to have someone wash your feet? I, I don't mind feet myself, but I don't like people touching my feet. You know. I understand. I understand. I'd wash someone's feet, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't let people touch mine. Well, buffaloes have to be protective, so I understand that they're an endangered species. Um, and pigeon princess, how about do?
4: I would mainly just feel bad for the person washing my feet. If I was walking around in that kind of environment all the time, I would just, like, no, don't wash my feet. Don't subject yourself to that. That would be terrible. And
0: pigeons are already not known to be the cleanest of animals. Exactly. That that could be very uncomfortable. So So the same night that Jesus washed his disciples' feet, he had more conversations. So in John 13, verses 33, 34 and 35. Listen to what that has to say. On that same night, Jesus had said, A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And so, uh, Sarah, what are your thoughts on, thoughts on those verses and how they kind of sum up?
4: Yeah. So, in those verses really show us that not only did God, God, Jesus, basically both, teach us, um, the importance of loving each other and how to do so, but he modeled it by, you know, doing so for us. Jesus said these things knowing fully what he was about to experience. He was going to be arrested, falsely accused, murdered, and he did it all out of love for ordinary people ordinary people like you and me. Um, for Jesus, these weren't empty words. They had a lot of meaning and a lot um of love behind them, obviously, because he loved us so much, and he wants us to love other people and care other people through small acts of care, like washing dirty feet and huge acts of sacrifice, too, like dying on a cross for all of us. Um, We may never literally lay down our lives or die on a cross like Jesus did, but we can be heroic when we love like he calls us to.
0: Now, I would love to talk with our heroes on the stage, the Pigeon Princess the Raccoon Lord, and the Agent Anteater to let them share their experiences with you. Because as we're talking about this week, we're talking about the fact that uh, heroes help those or care for those people right in front of them that they see. Don't walk past, you care for those. You see a need, you feel a need. So I want you guys, because I know you have been heroes for a while now, Last year, you were all three heroes on our Catalyst LA trip, so I want to you to be able to reflect a little bit with me on Catalyst Los Angeles from last summer. What is um, what's something that stuck out to you about the about the trip?
3: I remember we uh, the three of us went down to Skid Row and we were passing out bags of chips and water bottles, and At first we thought it was just like a simple like, oh, we're just giving these people who need food, food and water. And then people would come back and they'd be like, can I have more for my husband, wife, kids? Can I have more bottles of water? Can I have more bags of chips? And we'd always be like, yes, of course, take as many as you want. And it was just really evident of how big of a need they were for food, something we take for granted every single day. And so it just showed that, like, we thought we were doing a simple task, but it was something that they really, really needed.
1: I would say for me, um, also being at Skid Row was kind of like the prayer part connection that we had because before praying over strangers was something that was completely new to me, and now it's something that comes, I wouldn't say natural, but it's a lot easier. And I really enjoyed being able to go out and bring something that people need, but as well as bring glory to God. That was really cool. Mm
4: -hmm. I also loved Skid Row, but I'm going to change it up a little bit. In one of the neighborhoods that we were in, I can't remember what the name of it was, but we were doing the same kind of routine with bringing in all of our food and water and stuff for them to pull up with their little carts and take what they wanted. And um, there's kind of a line around Around the building but and that is always great of course we were doing very logistical things and providing very logistical and universal needs but what really touched me was there was little kids obviously with these mothers that would come and I would watch one of our hero friends I guess Tim and some of the other um workers that were there, they were running around in the street with the kids and like playing with them and laughing with them and giving them a part of what the childhood that we had that they didn't really get to have is being carefree and not having to worry about things. And as much as food and water is a need, laughter is also a need. And just providing that for them and feeling love and feeling normal and um, that's, that would be, it was just really cool to watch and see.
0: One thing's cool for me to hear you talk about, we talked about meeting physical needs. We talked about meeting spiritual needs. We talked about meeting emotional needs. It's all so important. Sometimes, and I know you probably experienced this, if you had just walked up to someone on Skid Row or in a neighborhood and said, hey, can I pray for you? What do you think maybe your initial response that they would have given you? If you just walked up and said, hey, could I pray for you?
4: I remember getting a lot of like, yes, please. Like, I wasn't expecting that, but they were like, yes, please pray for my family. Please pray for, you know, our living situation. So it shows that even if maybe they didn't share our same beliefs, they were so used to these people being there and asking them this, that they were ready for an answer. And I I was kind of blown away by that, but also like, yeah, the people of Jesus are showing up. They expect this. It's it's cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Which is awesome. And we, we were very fortunate, again, to be working with the Dream Center because mm-hmm. they were kind of the bridge for us because they had already built some relationships that allowed us to go in and meet with them. What about, let's turn this to uh, downtown Dallas. Let's say you went to downtown Dallas, and you just went, not you didn't take anything with you, and you just walked up to some random person and asked them if you could pray for them. What do you think the responses could be, different responses you might get? I think
3: some people might be, like, a little creeped out that this random stranger is just coming up to them and being like, hey, can I pray for you without any, like, previous relationship or any, like, previous encounter. And if they just walked up and randomly was like, hey, let me pray for you, the person might be, like, a little freaked out and a little, like, creeped out. And they might just be like no or like walk away or not respond. So that might be an immediate reaction with someone who you already don't have a previous connection with.
0: I think that's right. And so I, th- I think it's really really important for as heroes that you be willing to not only be the people to go pray at some point for people, but the people to build those bridges so to allow other people to go and then to meet the physical needs. A lot of times people are more receptive to having someone get a little bit closer, learn more about them, actually learn what you could pray for somebody. Because I know typically the groups I was with, typically when you prayed, you'd say, hey, I'd love to pray for you. How can I pray for you? What can I pray for you about? Uh, And then they would give you things, which made it real easy, but... They did that because you showed an interest in them, you met some of their physical needs first. So other things from uh, other needs that you saw or other things that had an impact, or let's take this a little bit different direction. So why do you think that when there are people in need that some people don't help them?
1: I think it's because people are just scared to. Like, it's terrifying to go up to a random stranger and ask, can I pray for you? And be in that position to talk to someone that you don't know about their life, about what's going on, the good, the bad. Um, To open up to a total stranger about what's going on in your life, the good and the bad. That's not easy.
0: Okay. So one thing could be just scared. Scared Mm -hmm. to do it. It's not comfortable. What would be another reason that people might not help someone in need?
3: They may not even realize it. They may be like stuck in their own bubble that they may not even realize that there are people that need their help.
0: Yeah. Okay. So either you're scared to do it. It may be a frightening situation. You may not realize that there are people that need help, Mm -hmm. even though they're in front of you. Anything else?
4: I mean, it's kind of the story of the Good Samaritan. People either think that they don't have time, or it's not on their agenda, or they didn't cause it, so it's not their problem. I mean, this, our world and our flesh is very selfish and very me-oriented. And if you just see a person on the street, and it, it's going to take a lot of effort, not only to give them a water bottle, but hear their story and like keep providing for them, that's a commitment. And I feel like a lot of people are too selfish to give a commitment to someone that they don't know very well.
0: I agree. Well, I I just want to thank you guys for being heroes and being willing to do that and see that being an example for others to let them know that they can do that too. And that if they have any questions, they can look you up and ask, how do they get over these fears? And that you would be there to help them to that next stage. So I, I appreciate that very much. So today we've been with our heroes all talking about the way that heroes... Help those people in front of them. They care for the people in front of them. And they're really, really good at that. It's a big, important thing about being a hero. There are four main words we want to leave you with, that what that looks like to care for those people in front of you. And so I'm going to leave it to the heroes to give you what those four words are.
2: The first word that we're going to talk about is awareness. And that's basically just understanding the needs of people like right in front of you at your feet.
3: The second word is listening. So if we truly want to care about the people in front of us, we must actively listen to what they say and what they need.
0: The third word is interpretation, which is being conscious of how they are interpreting your words and your actions, and uh, making sure that they come across the way you mean.
1: And the fourth and final word is sensitivity. In order to care for the people that we love in the way that we want to, we must be sensitive to their experiences that we don't fully understand. And sometimes our hearts might be right, but our mouths aren't. Now that you have heard our four tips for being the best heroes that you can be, reflect on what we have said, and we will see you back next week. Don't forget, stay classy.